Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series, one by one. There will be no spoilers for future episodes, but of course we will be discussing details from previous episodes. And I'm Harrison, and if I'm having a threesome, it needs to be boy, 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 or Charlize Theron. I think there are a couple of other... uh... Actresses you probably invite into it as well. Yeah. Like Amy Adams. Definitely Amy Adams. Uh, Emily Blunt. Jerry Ryan. Oh, Jerry Ryan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, let's not list off the women who are actresses who I'd sleep with. And I wouldn't even, I'd mostly just be like, I'd like you to be there. <laughs> I, just, uh, <laughs> I, want you, I want you to just, you know, kind of see what I do. <laughs> Maybe give me your opinion. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Jason, and uh, fun behind the scenes, uh, we are recording this on May 1st, a.k.a. May Day. Oh. So, um, yeah, uh, make sure that you watch Wicker Man. <laughs> the, the greatest, the greatest uh, horror musical drama there is. Not inaccurate. Not inaccurate. Uh, I know that some people will possibly say, like, uh, Repo the Genetic Opera, but I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either. Um, but no, like, uh, yes. And, of course, I, while not having seen the remake, I can only recommend the original with uh, Christopher Lee, which is pretty dope. Having seen the remake, I will recommend both films, uh, but you will have very different experiences. <laughs> um, one is truly terrifying and the other is very entertaining <laughs> yeah it's like not in the way they well, meant it to it, be it's but... so funny because like uh, i remember the first time watching wicker man which i think for me was just last year and um and neither my friend or i knew what to make of it because it's just like what the hell is this movie mm-hmm. and uh and yeah like now we're talking about like oh a modern version with nick cage in it I I honestly don't know what that that's like that's like throwing a that's like throwing a Molotov cocktail into a burning building. <laughs> that's actually pretty. It's I it's really it's truly a film you that cannot be described. It has to be experienced. <laughs> All right. What are what episode are we watching? What episode of Buffy are we yes. watching today? <laughs> we are watching Buffy season five, episode fourteen, Crush. This is the one where Spike. Uh, saw what Jean did last week in Happy Anniversary and said, hold my blood. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Drusilla returns to Sunnydale uh, as uh, around the same time that Buffy is realizing that Spike has feelings for her. Um, and these two, um, these two events lead to Spike turning his toxicity up to 15. <laughs> um, and a, and a, a weird bit of, like, girl power solidarity from a trio of women who hate each other and are all <laughs> All enemies. three of them hate each other. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, Crush was written by our boy from Angel, David Fury, mm-hmm. and directed by Daniel Atias, and originally aired on... Ironically enough, the day before, mm-hmm. the day before Valentine's Day, February thirteenth, two thousand one. Yes, which listeners maybe will remember um, that uh, February thirteenth, aka the day before Valentine's Day, is my mom's birthday. There you go. And also, 
the day that my high school boyfriend dumped me. Would you rather have had him dump you that day or Valentine's Day? Um, I mean, both are bad, but there's something that was like weirdly worse about the fact that it was the day before Valentine's Day and my mom's birthday. Like, there was something weird about, like, how dare you? It's my mom's you, you birthday. Have, you've not only dishonored me, but the entire family <laughs> <Yes>. Kaufman. <laughs> well, ooh, careful there. My mom is not a Kaufman. Oh, pardon me. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> she, 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 um, my, my, yeah, my parents are very I always not forget, married. I, I always forget, like, when your parents got divorced. Oh, yeah. Um, I was a wee baby. Okay, fair Just enough. a wee baby. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's move away from this and hit some intro music. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason, what are you drinking today? Well, you were nice enough to make me a quick uh, vodka cranberry, Indeed. which is a cocktail that I enjoy highly. And uh, I, I was not vibing with the vodka cranberry, so I, uh, which I do enjoy, but just I wasn't vibing with it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I myself made myself a uh, vodka and Seven Up because there there was no Sprite at the liquor you can, store. You can put vodka though into practically anything. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't I don't buy Seven Up if I'm buying like a, a beverage like that. I'm buying Sprite mm-hmm. um, and. Also, I just have flashbacks to my great grandparents who that's what that was the soda they had in their house. They always had canned seven up in their refrigerator. Always. Um. Yeah, I um I like to think of like uh as much as I enjoy vodka cranberry, I do uh, like one of the most simplest cocktails for me is vodka lemonade. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting totally shit faced on those when my friends and I were watching the Ginger Dead Man trilogy. Nice voice. <laughs> All right, um, a toast. A toast. Um, so, in honor of my mom, whose birthday it was on the airing of this very special episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and the fact that when this episode is released, it'll be just a few days before Mother's Day, oh, yeah. uh, here's a toast to um, all the mothers out there or mother figures. Um, and, uh, yes, happy Mother's Day to you. Also, like, um, I'd like to put, give a special shout out to people who are, like, also trying to be mothers. Yeah. But may possibly be dealing with issues. Uh, a friend of mine has been dealing with a lot of, like, stuff like that. She's been trying to have a baby, but it's, it's, um, it's been a rough go for her and her husband. They're both, like, probably two of the most wonderful people in the world. So, um, yeah, I hope that everything works out for them. Cheers. Mm. All right. Let's talk about the bronze. Uh, the newly opened bronze. Yes. Reopened bronze. Yeah, they've had a bit of a makeover after uh, it was destroyed by a troll, and that was Willow's fault. A lot of um, troll. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they've got a schmancy new logo, and um, the, the interior is... Um, the, the bronze took the time, this, they took this opportunity, and the show as well, to uh, expand that set a bit. Um, it's a little more open. 
Um, I like it. I'm, I'm vibing with it. Yeah, and I, I wonder if like they've kind of noticed that this the significance of the bronze seems to like have gotten away from it. I feel like in the mm-hmm. past couple seasons, it felt like it meant a lot more in the high school seasons than it does now. Yeah, because it, it feels like we get so many more scenes at the Summers house or um or the magic box or the magic box yeah so um where i feel like in the earlier seasons it was kind of right up there in importance with the library yeah um yeah you know the two greatest places in the world (laughs) third best club in sunnydale and the sunnydale high library um great collection of a of a cult work um (laughs) not so much emily dickinson but Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, Willow yeah. and Tara are Willow and Tara dancing, and so is uh, uh, so are Anya and Xander. Yeah, um, Anya's wearing this uh, uh, pink, like sparkly pink halter top, and I always remember this because well, one, it's, it's like it's part of it that like particular shot of her is used in later opening scenes. Yes, oh, it's <laughs> later season openers. And it's and whatever. it's like it's like the first shot of her in the season openers, like it's like her first credit picture. Um so I'm always just like, "Oh, there's that shot of I, I love spotting a shot from the credits." Oh. <laughs> it gives me a nice sense of continuity. Yeah. Cuz I think I think there's also a shot um in later seasons of Buffy that uses um her where she's sitting uh here uh where she is approached by Spike. Who is a little bit of a change in wardrobe this yeah, week? A little lighter, a little lighter clothes. Yeah, he's uh, wearing a um, he's wearing like a button-down dress shirt that's a, I'd say almost a denim color, but I don't think it's a denim shirt. No, yeah, it's like a a bluish gray mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I yeah, and he's just like, "Yo, Buffy, what's up? How you doing?" And she's like, "Um." Can I help you? Mm. Um, it's uh, it's very it's very funny. He's upset that the uh, prices of the bronze have gone up, and, and the blooming onions. The blooming uh, onion. Excuse me. The onion oh, blossom. The onion blossom. Right. Not the blooming onion. Trademark. Trademark <laughs> of Outback Steinkast. Um. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's very upset, and Buffy's like cool you know go away <laughs> that's a, that's a totally reasonable thing to get upset for because has has like um taco bell's kind of like the thing that jumps to my mind first but they like introduce uh they introduce something new and i really like it but right around the time that i like really get into it and start making it a regular part of my taco bell order it goes away um that's happened with a few items on the taco bell menu yeah they're pretty um, bad about that yeah, and then um, then they had that big purge last year uh, that pissed a lot of people off. I think a lot of people were mad that the Mexican pizza was gone. Mm-hmm. And I, I was that. like, people were still ordering the Mexican pizza? Apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently not enough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what hurt for me was that they got rid of like shredded chicken just mm. entirely from the menu. And you can still sub out uh, like, you know, beef with a... Uh, with like chicken strips or whatever, but yeah, shredded chicken was actually really good. Yeah, um, but yeah, like no, I totally get Spike's rage at like <laughs> some of your favorite things being removed from the menu. Um, and that is the only place you're vibing with Spike this week. Oh right? yeah, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to, um, I don't want to relate to Spike on any level apart from 
rage at a menu item being gone. <laughs> All right. Um, it's good to get. Let's. I was like, let's get that out of the way right up top. We do not approve of Spike's actions, although it does make for a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, she. Uh, Buffy's trying to get rid of Spike, and he's just not taken. It's not even a hint. She's like, go away. And he's just like, <laughs> thought we could just chat. We're like work buddies. Um, he does bring up how he was uh, he was right there with her when they were fighting Glory. Yep. And she's like, yeah, I remember you being unconscious. <laughs> and once again, he's trying to get points for effort. Right. Uh, minimal effort, but... Yeah. <laughs> remember when I didn't drink any of the blood of those people who got hurt in the troll attack? <sighs> oh my gosh. Oh. Um, what a man. What a man. Um, Xander and Anya approach, and uh, Xander's uh, just like, get the fuck out of my seat. And he calls him Evil Dead. He calls him Evil Dead. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, God, I was, I was like, I was really enjoying Xander in this episode, right up until I wasn't. Oh, man. <laughs> um. So, Spike's just like, whatever. He... Uh, spills his beer, which we thought at first was a was a mistake. We thought that it, James it, it, it accidentally lo- spilled it, but just kept going. Yeah, so um, bravo to James Marshes for making that look like a legit, just kind of like beer spill accident. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out he stole Sanders' change <laughs> yeah. and used it to buy, to buy drinks. Yeah. Uh, Sander was going to use his payday money to buy his friends drinks. That was very nice of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Willow just wants a water because she is still suffering the after effects of her teleportation spell. Um, and there, um, Tara's just like, we can't do that again. But, but Willow's like, well, it's currently the only thing that's successfully worked against Glory. So mm-hmm. I don't know what else we're going to do. Um, and Buffy's like, let's not talk about Glory. I want to just have a nice evening to relax and tara's like yeah we won't we won't speak of she who not will not be named let's call her and buffy goes ben (laughs) hilarious boy hilarious um, that's um, I think that's David Fury being too clever for his own oh, good. Oh, I love it. I I thought it was so funny. But she spotted Ben across the way, um, which means that they are indeed Completely safe from glory at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Ironically so. Yeah. Um, she goes to talk to Ben to thank him for uh, for taking care of Dawn at the hospital. And, and there's a moment when she's like, Dawn told me what happened. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> but uh, the good news is, like, you know, nobody really remembers it. Uh, but uh, Spike... Spike Vitties, uh, to use the clockwork orange term. <laughs> Spike Vitties, uh, them sitting there, and uh, he's not he's not happy about. It. He's like, really, she'll talk to anybody except me. Yes, Spike. Yeah, you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about something that, in all my years of Buffy, I've never noticed until watching this episode. The waitresses. I guess, new uniforms. Did you see these? I didn't. Okay. So, I I spotted it in this scene, and it was a waitress wearing, like, silver, like, 
like shiny silver like skin tight pants. Okay. And like um, um, like a corset style like of the same material like shirt. Hmm. And I was like, oh, what a weird thing for that waitress to be wearing. Okay. But then later, uh, in a later bronze scene, I see. I see a waitress wearing that exact same thing. And I was like, oh, the waitress is wearing that outfit two days in a row. That's weird. But then I saw another waitress wearing it, like, in the the same shot. And I was like, wait, is this the bronze uniform? First of all, it's silver. So they're trying to go for second place now. They're trying to (laughs) up themselves. Whatever. Uh, No, you're, no, maybe that's your joke. Maybe. (laughs) It would be great if it was like gold pants, silver shirt, (laughs) but they work at the the bronze. bronze. (laughs) Um, So let's, let's, Keep an eye on that. See if those those weird uniforms like you know, stay. I have never noticed them before. Maybe like the owner of the bronze is like, hey, like taking this opportunity is a rebranding. Yeah. Um, and this part of the rebranding may not work. <laughs> Do you remember when they had the post fumigation party? Oh where Lord. You- <laughs> <laughs> where you got a free drink every time you brought them a dead. Yep. That's so fucking disgusting. And Xander was like totally on that too. Well, speaking of cockroaches. <laughs> um, um away from the uh from the bronze, uh a train pulls into the never before seen Sunnydale train station. station. Have we seen this before? I don't remember the train station. Um hold on. I could got easily, his own link on here. I could easily see it showing up in, like, maybe, uh, um, What's My Line Part 1 or something like nope. that. Nope. This is, this is, a uh, good, good thought. I think we see the bus station okay. in that episode. This is the only appearance of the Sunnydale train station. Yeah, I thought it was weird, because, I mean, at first I was like, oh, do people, were people still going by train in 2001? And yeah, you know... Honestly, I think the world would be a little better off. Like, at least the country would be better off if trains were more accessible. I mean, yeah. Um, Okay, so, Santa Barbara, which is where Sunnydale is supposed to be located and, like, Mm -hmm. kind of modeled off of, has a train station. So, all right. I'll allow it. Um, But, yes, train's good. Car's bad. Um, or, or the over-reliance of cars, bad. Yeah. Um. But no, like, um, I really like the, uh, the design of the L train in, mm-hmm. um, in Chicago. Now, I know there are people who live in apartments that are <laughs> around L train tracks and probably don't like it, but, uh, now public transportation's always, like, a big thing, and, um, uh, yeah, like, I can't really use public transportation to get to my job because I have to go in like the middle of the fucking night. Mm, uh, but um, well, and public transportation in Louisville just fucking sucks. It's really I, the, inaccessible. The, the tarks and... not like the tarks a a decent thing, but it can't be the only thing. exactly. Um, yeah. Um, the place... By the way, for those of you who are not uh, Louisville residents, uh, TARC is our uh, public bus system. Mm-hmm. stands for Transit Authority of River City because, for some reason, we're River City. Yeah. We are on a river. We are. Um, we are a city. The, we aren't the only city on a river, but yeah, we yeah. are a city on a river. Mm-hmm. Um, the best public transportation I've ever been on 
um, that I've seen was Montreal. Montreal's public transport was incredible. It was really easy to navigate. We had no trouble getting where we needed to be. It was clean. Like, the only issue was, like, any announcements were in French. Um, but even then, it everything else was so easy to understand that it didn't really matter. Um, I really enjoyed the London Underground. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, and I'm sure that then again, I also liked the uh, the subways in New York City, um, and I know that like there are all the jokes about subways, uh, but I found that I guess coming from a city that doesn't have a lot of great public transit systems, having like uh, something like that that can really get you anywhere in the city um, in a pretty short amount of time, that just blew me away. Yeah. I bet there's, there's people in New York listening who are like, it's not that good. Well, listen, from our perspective, what we've I mean, got, it's, it's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, it's it's better than... Like, you can live in New York City without a car um, because you have access to the subways, and I'm sure they have buses there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you can't... Unless you work close to where you live in mm-hmm. Louisville... You're, you kind of need a car. Yeah. Um, which isn't great. Isn't that great? Um, not as bad as LA, but like... Oh. Yeah. Um, but this is not a good train because everyone on it is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Including the uh, guy who goes to check it out. Yeah. Don't ever go check things out. Stay in your home always. Well, his problem <laughs> was that he went too far into the train. Yeah. N- not me. I walk on that train, I see one dead body, I'm like, peace. I mean, I can understand wanting to check and see if anybody's alive, but that's you, not good. You yell, is anyone alive? And then you peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Go call the police. So, yeah, he, he also gets dead. Um, after the credits, uh, Buffy returns home, and uh, where uh, Giles has been hanging out with... Joyce and Dawn and Joyce is like, oh, I'm really glad you're home. Honestly, I just didn't feel super safe to without you here. And at which point, <laughs> um, Buffy like kind of like nods to the uh, slightly put out Giles. To, to which Joyce is like, of course, that's until I remember that Rupert was here to protect <laughs> us. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, yeah. Um... <laughs> And I like and I like this. Um, it, it was clearly meant to give Buffy and the others a night off, mm-hmm. and uh, so I like the fact that uh, Giles generously donated his time. Yeah, it's sweet. It's good. Um, and he does uh, like while they're leaving, like uh, he does try to say like, you know, you should probably like get back to normalcy with Dawn, so that it doesn't like undermine her feelings of being normal. She's like, all right, Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> what I love about this is she has an example immediately. So it's clear that this sweater thing has been on her mind, but she hasn't wanted to say anything because, you know, it's a delicate time for Dawn. So I love the way she's like gently like, is it okay for me to yell at Dawn about my sweater? And the second that Giles has, without realizing that's what's going to happen, is just like, yes, treat her as like you would normally. She, <laughs> she Dawn, <laughs> twists around and some of her hair hits Giles and in I, the face. And I love when like, um... Uh, Dawn like immediately like gets up and is like what and, and 
Also, I thought this was like I thought this was really adorable, but she like is wearing pajamas and like right in the center of the chest of the pajamas there's like a fried egg. Now I don't know if there was like a smiley face on it or if it was just a fried egg. Either way, incredibly adorable. Yeah. But it is really funny how like it does go immediately into the Oh my god, what? Yeah. Like, where's my blue sweater? I didn't touch it. <laughs> yeah, and as uh, you know, I don't know about you. Um you have a sibling. I have siblings as well. That just felt so real. That just like that moment of just like, what the fuck did you do with my fill in the blank? I didn't do anything. Yeah, I'm like, see, I remember uh, seeing like in TV shows uh, siblings using each other's clothes or whatever, and um, or other things. And I don't feel like my brother and I used each other's stuff uh, that mm. often. Um, if, because, like, you know, by the time, uh, by the time I was wearing his clothes, they were, like, just hand-me-downs, and he wasn't wearing them anymore. Um, and yeah, so, it's really weird, like, uh, it's especially weird, like, when, um, I don't know, I don't think guys and their dads do this, but I think girls and their moms, like, also, uh, like, use each other's clothes as well, um. So, yeah, that's just a weird phenomenon for me. I, yeah, see, my brothers and I are, there's such a gap in ages between, because it's like seven years um, between me and my brothers who are closest in age to me. It was, yeah, there was never any wearing each other's clothes. It was, I had hand-me-downs for my older brother and Mm -hmm. my younger brothers had my hand-me-downs. My two brothers who are really close in age um, they're like two years with an age. They didn't. They would sometimes like borrow clothes from each other, but it wasn't like it, it was like hoodies sometimes or like stuff like that. Yeah. But they were close to the same age and like similar size, so it just made sense money wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for us it was less about our fights. For my brothers and I fought all the damn time. Um, it yeah, it was well, less about clothes and more about just other belongings. No, we weren't. My brother and I didn't even fight about belongings. We just fought because we like wanted to punch each other. Well, there's that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, she's there, like, there are some days when I like still kind of want to punch my brother now, <laughs> and um, I'm sure he feels the same way. It's like uh, I'm like, oh my god, I can't stand you, you like fucking corporate. You corporate shill that's obsessed with capitalism and libertarian asshole. And he's like, God, I can't stand you, you fucking, like, you fucking, like, uh, like, queer-loving lib. And... <laughs> queer-loving lib. That's so stupid. Um, oh, no, he, no, he'd probably call me a commie more, because uh, he's, like, a, he's, like, secretly an old man from the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it turns out, though, that Don does not have Buffy's sweater. Spike does! Spike does. It's one of the many articles of clothing that he's stolen. Poor Buffy. Like, give her her clothes back. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, you know, the... If he wants to get on Buffy's good side, and also kind of, like, avoid suspicion in general, he should, like, when he's done with one piece of clothing... Plant it in Don's room. I was gonna say just take it back, but that's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> plant it in Don's room and then grab a new piece of clothing. Also, don't be a creep. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be a creep, here's what you need to do. But be smart about it. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, yeah, there's, I can't remember, it was some, like, true crime podcast I was listening to where the criminal did something, like, outrageously stupid, like, several outrageously stupid things that led to them getting caught, and, like, one of the co-hosts was just like, oh my god, I cannot believe they, they need to do it, done this, 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 and this, and then, like, they were like, not to give anyone ideas, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> if this was going to happen in the most optimal way, um... So yeah, Spike is, he's got Buffy's sweater, and he's like... He's smelling it. Smell, ugh, being a creep. Uh, Harmony comes in looking fine in her lingerie, mm-hmm. and she's like, Spike, let's fuck. And he's like, I can't, I'm not in the mood. And then she's like, what if we played a game? And he's like, oh, I know a game we could play. See, and I was like, it's really funny because um, I've only seen this part of the series once, and, but this is a scene that always stuck out in my mind and I was trying to remember when exactly it happened and then like um, as soon as she said let's play a game like oh this is it yeah this is the scene where they do a little role playing and a harmony wears Buffy's sweater and it's like I'm the slayer and I'm gonna stake you yeah. oh my gosh she looks great in that sweater she does but we don't see harmony wear blue a lot but it was a good color on her I feel like she wears a lot of, like, reds and pinks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she looked great. Um, and that is exactly what Spike needed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I know what Spike needs. Uh, therapy. Um, <laughs> well, that's what Spike needed to get it up and <laughs> yeah. go to town. Um, so, uh... Sorry, I'm, sorry for some reason that just made me think of this really stupid like <laughs> picture that I saw on Twitter, and it was like this person who meant to like put on the back of their car, I put my trust in Jesus, but instead of trust, they wrote thrust. <laughs> <laughs> it's that like noise. maybe check your spelling before you go driving out with that. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus is a power bottom. Um. Yeah, I said it. You heard me, God! Anyway. Um, wow. <laughs> Jason's, like, pretty hardcore agnostic, but even I'm worried about getting struck by lightning right now. No, no, it's just, like, um, <laughs> like, part of me wants to know why you are very firm in your belief of that statement, but also part of me doesn't want to Well, because that. they put their thrust into Jesus. Well, yeah, but, like, you said this with, like, such conviction. I say everything with conviction. Actually, yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I firmly believe everything I say, even when I'm very wrong. Especially when I'm very wrong. I am wrong with authority. (laughs) Oh, gosh, it takes me a long time to, like, when I've realized that I'm wrong, so, like, another hour before I'm going to admit it, um... At minimum. At minimum. That's on a good day. <laughs> um, Buffy, or not Buffy, Dawn, um, no, Buffy first. Buffy, Tara, and Willow are at college uh, having a conversation oh, about, about Spike. The, the Hunchback I mean, of Notre Dame. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. No subtext, don't worry. Um, have you ever read Hunchback of Notre Dame? So um, I actually... Uh, being the nerd that I am, uh, when my family went to Europe uh, back in 2018, one of the places we were going to go to was Notre Dame. Nice. And uh, 
Is that before or after the fire? It was literally like the October before the fire. Like I think the fire happened early 2019, maybe. That sounds right. Um, so yeah, we got to see it maybe a few months before the fire happened. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were telling us just how fortunate we were mm-hmm. to be able to see that. Um, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read like a couple of books before uh, going to on this Europe trip. One of which was Dubliners, because uh, we were going to Dublin, and I was hoping to do like a James Joyce like kind of tour of the town of Dublin, but that didn't happen. Neither tour nor reading, because reading James Joyce is really <laughs> damn hard. Yeah, that you know, just pick up Ulysses and try to read a couple pages of that, and you'll realize how hard it is. Um, another that I tried to read was Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, but. I didn't get past the first like 20 pages because it was all very dry mm-hmm. description of Notre Dame. Yeah. I read it in high school. And I, I do really, really like it, but you're right. There were, there were passages that I was just like, you know, I'm going to skip this. I'm sure, <laughs> and, and like, I'm sure that if I tried it again, um, I'd probably do better at it. <laughs> it's a very good book. But... Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, it's Victor Hugo. Yeah. So... For listeners who've only ever seen the Disney film, no shade. It's a great fucking movie. But it's really, like, probably the best Disney soundtrack out oh, there. Oh, so good. So fucking good. Um, it's a little different. Um, uh, in the book, Phoebus is not a hero. He's a really bad dude. Um, Esmeralda dies. She is burnt at the stake. Um, and after murdering uh, Frollo... Uh, Quasimodo goes to, um, no, she's hanged, I think. She dies, one way or the other, however it happens. I thought Quasimodo hung himself. No. Quasimodo's death is very upsetting. He goes to, like, the crypt where her body is being held, and just lies there next to her body, and starves to death. Holy (laughs) Yeah. Um... And, and yeah, it's and Quasimodo as um, as Tara is describing in this scene is not he's one of the better people in the book, but uh, he's he is pretty selfish and not as heroic as his Disney counterpart. Um, really, about the only truly truly sympathetic character is in the novel is Esmeralda, mm-hmm. um, or not not sympathetic. I think Quasimodo is sympathetic, but the only like truly selfless and like good good person is Esmeralda. Now once again this is a book I'm not read in over ten years. I might be misremembering some stuff, but um but yeah, it's um as Tara is describing, it's like, you know, they can't get together because his love for her is purely selfish in motive. Um, you know, he he doesn't have a, a moral compass. Uh plus, you know it's not gonna end out good when the guy is all bumpy. Trade out Quasimodo for Spike. And we have our theme of the episode. There you go. Um, Uh, Buffy uh, has not read the book. um, Even though the test is uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, She has seen the movie. But not the... Not like probably the more faithful adaptation. She's only seen the Disney movie. And then she had backpedals. And she's like, oh, I'm kidding. She's not kidding. Yeah, (laughs) and I love that Harrison's like, Buffy, you're going to fail that test. (laughs) Fail that test real bad. (laughs) Real bad. It's like, as far as adaptations go, the Disney adaptation is 
relatively faithful in like spirit, if not necessarily always. It's also in like tone probably and it's probably plot. the darkest Disney movie out there because it does have some stuff that you wouldn't expect to have in a Disney movie. There's um, a whole song where the villain is singing about how he either wants to rape Esmeralda or kill Esmeralda or both. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. It's really funny how um the uh, the first time I saw that was in theaters. So uh, oh wow yeah so I was like um it was ninety six ninety six so given so I was either six or seven at the time I don't know what when it was actually released I feel like it was summer uh, but I feel like a lot of that went over my head oh yeah um and then the next time I watched it was uh with a girl that I was dating. Who um, she and her family were obsessed with uh, Disney, and uh, when we got to watching that, I'm like, wow, I haven't seen this in a while. And then like we got to like just the Hellfire song, I'm like, good God, uh-huh. <laughs> this is a kids movie. Yeah, well, it's definitely one of those things. As a kid, it's like the music and like the imagery, like also- you, you just know enough to know that he's a bad dude and what he wants is not good, but not en- uh, enough to know like. And also, I think it maybe hit a little harder, like, in the very beginning in The Bells of Notre Dame, when he's, like, ready to just flat out drown this child. Mm-hmm. And he, and is, and, like, this archdeacon is trying to stop and is like, oh, this is a demon, I'm sending him back to hell where he belongs. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but damn, what a good movie. Oh, so good. <laughs> um... After they have this discussion, um, laying out our theme, uh, Buffy steals a newspaper from some guy. Who does uh, say, like, hey, hey, I was reading yeah. that. She literally is like, are you finished? And takes it. And then, yeah, he doesn't put up much of a fight, but he does you know, Harmony, try to defend himself. Harmony, like, talks about how Spike just takes and takes and takes. <laughs> Look at Buffy. They were meant for each other. <laughs> uh, Buffy, all you had, to, or Spike, all you had to do is share your love of stealing with her. Um... <laughs> So, yes, there was a... She sees an article about the murder on the train. Uh, She deduces, based on the injuries, that it was vampires. Which she's probably, like, thankful for now. Because it's like, thank God it's not a god. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's like my specialty. It's like... um, When... uh, While this is happening, Dawn decides to go visit Spike. At first, I thought that she had cut school, but it was clearly after school. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, she's going to get in trouble, but I feel like it's less trouble that she's, like, not like not missing school yeah. at all. And I'm guessing that suspension's done, too. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's. I think Buffy says it's been a week since, since the events of, of Blood Ties, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess so. Probably a, maybe like a three-day suspension or something, or suspended for the rest of the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's back in school. But she goes to hang out with Spike, and um, when Buffy gets home, Don, Joyce is like, uh, where's Dawn? And jo- Buffy's like, uh, where's Dawn? So, it's just, when... <laughs> Which, I mean, it's totally understandable to get freaked out by that, because oh, yeah. there is like a an evil god going around trying to, like, take Dawn, and, uh, or, um, she's not aware that, uh, 
that she's the key. Not Glory yet. is not aware that she's the key. Ben knows that she's the key. Yes. So, uh, but I mean, you can understand. Buffy and Joyce both being extremely worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Spike is telling Dawn a tale of a horrible murder he committed against with well, his family. Well, first she's talking about like why Dawn went to Spike's crypt in the first place because he's like the only person that's kind of straight with her. Yes. Um, and, uh, he doesn't treat her like a kid. Uh, well, he doesn't treat her like a mythical object. He yeah. does treat her like a kid and, uh, but a human kid. And, uh, and he's trying to do his absolute best to like kind of cut Buffy and everybody else some slack. It's like, Hey, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to keep you safe. And, uh, and uh, and uh, Don, I keep wanting to call her Michelle Tractor. Uh, and Don does uh, go into like how oh I mean I, I trust I, I tr- I'm say I feel safer around you than I do with Buffy. He's like you take that back. He's like well no it's because you're strong. And I mean Buffy's worried that like what what you'll do when you get the chip. I was like oh what else does she say about what does me? Buffy say about me? <laughs> do you think that tell me more tell me more do you think that buffy actually talks about how worried she is about if spike gets her chip out or was that just dawn buttering spike up i think that's dawn buttering spike up because i don't think i don't think buffy gives spike the time of day like she doesn't give him the time of day when she's with him i think it's like out of sight out of yeah. mind like i could not care less about you unless i need you for something uh agreed Agreed. Which, I mean, she takes and takes and takes. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think Spike's the only one in the wrong in this weird relationship that they have. <laughs> but Spike does the worst things in yeah. this episode. I... I'll leave, leave it till the end. Okay. Um, I, there is one major thing over... The, I really like this episode, but there's one big thing that I find truly unbelievable. And that's that Buffy does not stake Spike there. Uh... There have been a couple of times throughout this season that I'm like, you know, the, how have you not staked him yet? Yeah, this one to me was like the most egregious, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, now, do... I'm trying to remember when Buffy and Xander... Okay, yeah, it's after this. Um, Buffy does get to the crypt um, while yes. while Spike is telling this story of this family that he slaughtered but he hit there was one person missing a little girl yeah he was going to and he heard a uh, he heard a sound coming from the colbin yes. and bang buffy bursts in scares both of them <laughs> so funny but i love him she's like spike i need your help to find dawn, dawn who is here um, and buffy's like, what the fuck? And Don's like, it's fine. He was just telling me a story. And Buffy's like, oh, let's hear the end of the story you were telling my sister. Well, yeah, you know, I found the kid in the coal bin and it gave it to a fa- to a nice family that wouldn't shut him up in a coal bin. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and Don's just like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're leaving, Buffy is chewing Don out for... She's like, she's like, I don't understand. Why can't you understand that vampire crypt bad? Um, it's like, you're not cool for hanging out with Spike. Yeah. She's like, Spike's cool. Wears a leather jacket and he has cool hair. And 
And Buffy's yeah. like, oh yeah, my god. She's got a bit of a crush on him. You've got a crush on him. And Tom's like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh my god, how dare you? You just have some really cool hair. Even if I did have a crush, he wouldn't notice because you're around. And she's like, what? She's like, don't you know? Spike is totally in love with you. <laughs> and Buffy's like, oh, gross. Oh my god, terrible. <laughs> I know I started this, but I'm putting it into it. Um, Sorry, I almost went into my um, like Sweet Valley High spoiled rich girl voice. Like, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, you won't believe what happened at school almost, today. <laughs> almost, I think you were fully there. Well, I didn't, I didn't throw out the daddy. Okay. That, that was like, right. that's that's that, when you're there. Yeah, okay. I do like when Buffy's like, you can't have a crush on someone who is dead and older. And Buffy and Dawn rightfully is just like. Oh, so you didn't date Angel for three years? That's different. <laughs> he had a soul. Um, Don's like, Spike has a chip. Same diff. Not quite Don, but... Uh, <laughs> also not entirely false. Either. Yeah. It's... it's uh, yeah. You're it's being, gray. You're, you're, you're being compelled against your will to not harm yeah. people. Buffy describes them as... Um, later in the episode, Buffy describes him as... Uh, it's like a serial killer in prison. Spike's response is people marry them all the time. That's true. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, I love and lock up or something like that. There's a there. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. There's this person at work who watches all these reality shows, and um, she watches reality shows and and true crime shows. And yeah, like Love After Lockup or something like that is one of the ones that she was talking about. I'm like, oof, that's so. Oh, that freaks me out. (laughs) Um, and I feel like that's, I know it sounds like we're being insensitive to, uh, to people who are like in prison or getting out of prison. Um, it's a bad stigma, but I honestly think the worst part is the commercialism of it. So no, I, no, I agree. I'm, I'm not opposed to people finding love who are in prison. I do think there is something very terrifying about people who marry serial killers who are in prison who they don't even know yeah like that that's where i'm like Ugh, that's that's big yikes um unless you know they're reforming and are but um anyway. buffy and spike investigate the train and uh they <laughs> there's just no buffy and xander buffy and xander um and there's tape outlines of the bodies which is important later um but uh yeah and like uh xander comments on how the police didn't leave anything for them to investigate yeah. um and this brought me back to uh principal snyder's <laughs> line of like the sunnydale police are deeply, deeply stupid. stupid and i've actually been thinking about that phrase for a little while now and it's i feel like what makes it so memorable is that it's not really an adverb that you hear associated with stupid that often. I agree, yeah. So adverb choice, guys, is an extremely important part of your syntax. It's a deeply important part of your syntax. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, you'll, you'll remember if somebody si- refers to somebody else as deeply stupid. I love it so much. And Armin <laughs> Shimmerman. Mm, yeah, that delivery. Uh, oh, I miss him. I miss him. Not like... He's still alive. I just I miss him on the show. Yeah, it sounds like you could watch a couple episodes of Deep Space Nine. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, because I love Deep Space Nine. Hell yeah. Um, 
Buffy tells Xander about what Dawn said, and Xander thinks it is the funniest thing on the planet. Because she's Buffy's like, like, it's not... She's like, I'm serious. And he's like, good, because that makes it funnier. <laughs> um, and Xander's just like, listen, Buffy, it's... Uh, and this is where she sits in one of the body outlines. And it's so Hilarious. funny because, like, the way that she, like, splays herself out is right in the body outline as well. Uh, and that's so funny. It's a nice touch. <laughs> um, but Xander's just like, I wouldn't take it too seriously. I, you know, he's just, he's a fucking weirdo. He's gonna <laughs> move on to some other obsession later. And I... If we had not been seeing the progression of Spike's feelings for Buffy, I would agree with Xander. Um, But as the audience, we know how long this has been going on and how deeply creepy it's been and how much it's, like, festered. So... You know, like... I also feel that, I mean, if, if, if the attentions of somebody freak you out... Like that's important. Like you, yeah. you, you should, you should raise those concerns. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's like kind of hard to take advice from on creepy people from Xander when uh, he just ruins it. I was yeah. like, I was, I was on your side, Xander. I was on your side. I was vibing with you this week, and then you had to be get jealous of Dawn's sp- crush on Spike. And. Yeah, it's because he's like, but Dawn has a crush on me. Does she automatic? Does she seem to think that like he's cooler than me now? Like, yes. dude, you got the wrong thing out of this conversation. You need to leave this alone. Uh, it's like you all. I mean, you're with Anya, right? Yeah, uh. like let, let's let's ignore just for a short second the <laughs> fact that like this is an underage girl. Um, you're with Anya, a beautiful goddess who. Wants to have all sorts of freaky sex with you. That should be enough. Right. Uh. But, yeah, like, now let's bring back that creepiness. So why do you want the attentions of a 14-year-old girl? It's so weird. And I I mean, I guess... I mean, I, I, I appreciate that Xander does not share those feelings. And that it is just a bit of a, like, an ego boost. He likes the attention. But it is weird. It is weird. Like... I don't care for it, and I want it to stop right now. Yeah, I kind of hope that the last time that we would hear of it was was in Blood Ties, right? But unfortunately, it yeah. came back again. Like, and if his reactions were like, "Oh, Tom has a crush on me," oh, that's cute. Like, kids get crushes on people. No, he's putting weird. a lot of stock he's in putting it. Putting a lot of stock in it. Don't like it. So um, yeah, Xander's back to these weekly Chad moments yeah. now. Apparently, oh, damn it. Um. When Buffy returns home, uh, the uh, Joyce is telling a hilarious story about something that happened to the gallery, and I guarantee Body you shots. it's fake, because we know what she does at the gallery. <laughs> she's a fucking liar. And uh, she at first it looks like she's just talking to Dawn, but then as Buffy it comes into the kitchen more, she also sees Spike there. Um, and Buffy's like, what the Fuck. Why are you here? Um, who invited you, Spike? Um, but uh, technically, if we want to go all the way back, um, Buffy was the one who invited Spike into the house. True. Yeah, okay. Something that gets remedied at the end of the episode. Yes. 
Um, Joyce explains that Spike came to apologize for the Dawn situation the day before. Uh, that is a blatant fucking cover up for his attempt to ask Buffy out on a date. Yep. He uh, tells her that he knows uh, where the vampires who attacked the train are. And I'm going to close this window. As there is someone mowing their lawn next door. Yep, that time of year. Um, so they, um, they go on a, uh, uh, stakeout, and Buffy is very, very on edge. Um, at one point he reaches across, uh, to open the, uh, glove compartment, um, and Buffy's like, don't fucking touch me! Also, we still call it a glove compartment. We don't use it for that anymore. I have a pair of gloves in my glove compartment. Oh, well, okay. Then your glove compartment is a glove compartment. My glove compartment is a junk compartment. Well, I mean, like, uh, so typical things I keep in the glove compartment. Uh, Tire pressure gauge. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I have to keep a screwdriver in there for whenever I get... Whenever I refuel my car, um, because a couple years ago... Um, like my car is like one of those little latch, like one of those little switches on the seat where if you like do, if you like pull the switch, mm-hmm. then the, um, the, 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 yeah, like the, the door, yeah, the little door opens and, uh, the thing that like controlled that door broke. Uh. <laughs> so now like the only way that I can get that open to get to the gas cap is I have to like wedge a screwdriver in there and then flip the switch and that'll open up the door. Nice. It sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like, uh, you know, like the, the manual mm-hmm. for your car. Um, Registration and insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's mostly what, I've got my manual in there, I've got my registration and insurance and I, I, I guarantee the rest of it is just junk. <laughs> like, I think I, I think I also have like a couple masks in there too. Oh yeah, I probably have some masks in there. Um, yeah, and then there's like the gloves because you never know when you need them. Uh, for slapping. Um, they... Do you call it the glove box or the glove compartment? I call it the glove compartment. Ah. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sorry, just trying to start a conversation. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, he's just being so weird. He offers her a drink from her, from his flask. She's, like, gross. Uh, he's trying to talk to her about music. She's just, like... Can you just go kill these vampires? They do see, uh, they do see two, uh, two vampires going in there, and, um, it's kind of sad. One of them, they're, they're, they're heating up Jiffy Pop over, like, uh, like a gas heater. Yeah. And, uh, but then they, like, then Buffy and Spike come in, and they're like, Slayer! And then they run away. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Spike is just like, well, that was which makes them sad. Which makes them probably the smartest vampires <laughs> in the entire series. Yeah. Because there's so many vampires like, I'm going to be the one that kills the Slayer. And you know what? Only one guy's done it so far, and it didn't stick. It did not stick. Uh, Buffy points out that the uh, these vampires have been there for a while, so they... Definitely did not just arrive in town on a train. And Spike does make a, uh, a very insensitive, use a very insensitive term. Yeah. S- says they're poofters. Uh, so this week's gay agenda is this sweet little vampire couple. Yeah. Just trying to live their lives. Yeah, they just want some Jiffy Pop. Just want some Jiffy Pop. They're about to watch a film. They were, they were, and then Spike tries to frame them for murder. 
They probably have murdered some people, but not that one. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's... Can you call it murder if you're feeding? Um, I guess technically, yeah. I was like, yes, I think you can. Um, <laughs> Hannibal's defense. It wasn't murder. I was eating them. It's was... <laughs> <laughs> it just called lunch. <laughs> you know, like, uh, there, there's this uh, channel on YouTube. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I found it recently. And it's this guy does, like, a lot of uh, pretty interesting movie reviews. I really dig his opinions. I found out, like, one of his suggested um, videos was uh, last year he did a review of Hannibal the series. And I loved how he, like, felt all the exact same things that I felt about <laughs> Hannibal. Like, yes! More people need... And the comment section was full of people talking about Hannibal and how much they loved it. And one person did say, like, uh, all I can think of is a quote from Hannibal at the end of season two. And just, like... I gave you a gift, and look what you did with it. And so it's like, good. ugh. So good. So good. Food Network. Season four. Season four. Did you say Food Network? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I do think, because it's seeming unlikely that Netflix will do it, I actually do think a great home for a fourth season of, of Hannibal would be Shudder. Um, do they have original series? Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that I've seen have all been really good. I wonder if... Um, a lot of their original content is really I good. wonder if because it's like an NBC Universal property that it might end up with uh, on Peacock if it does happen. Maybe. Uh, I mean, they haven't... They didn't go out of their way to get the streaming rights from Netflix, yeah. so... Um, yeah, and I guess it, it depends. Too. The, the rights with that, like, that IP is so weird. Oh, yeah. Because, like... Because, the, like, the rights to characters who originated in Silence of the Lambs is owned by warner brothers i think whereas universal has the rights to like the other characters and it's yeah it's all strange um um so at this point buffy is just like dude is this a fucking date and he's like what why do you want to be yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she's so disgusted rightfully so but she's just like what the fuck no i i guess at this point she was really just kind of hoping that all the oh spike totally loves you thing was uh was like you know dawn just being stupid yeah but uh turns out dawn wasn't stupid and she picked up on it and yeah nobody else did and yeah buffy's like bro no (laughs) um she she gets out of there buffy goes back to his crypt spike goes back to spike goes back to his crypt fucking hell (laughs) and who should he see there but our girl drusilla Drusilla. um spike drusilla fills him in on uh what went down in los angeles uh, she still's got some scars. Uh, because some the burns. last time that we saw her, <laughs> she, she was on fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, "Come back to LA. Like, let's be a family. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get Angel back to being evil and hang out with Darla. Yeah. Let's like, fuck well, everyone yeah, shit the, up. Yeah. The hurricane will be back again. Uh, the whirlwind. The whirlwind." Uh, I, I I wish they would, but uh, I'm thinking based on how this episode goes, it's not gonna happen. Nope. Um, 
So, uh, you know, she knows about the the chip uh, via being psychic. Um, and she's just like, it's no problem, bro. I don't got a chip. Let's go. Um, and that's when uh, Harmony shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got some great Harmony scenes in this episode. We, we've got all, uh, like, three great Harmony scenes in this episode, but this one might be my favorite. Yo, this episode... Could... Because there is a lot of Adam's family lore in this... In this one exchange that yeah. she has. This episode could have fucking sucked. And I would love it for the sheer fact that Drusilla and Harmony interact. Yes. Like So like Harmony thinks that uh Harmony thinks that after like the whole dress up thing that he got somebody to that Spike got somebody to dress up as Drusilla and it's like, well this is Drusilla and um Oh, and and Harmony didn't say like, and I told you no threesomes unless they were boy, boy, and me, unless <laughs> Charlize Theron was involved. And fair, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then it's like, ah, uh, Drew or uh, Hom, this is Drewzilla. It's like, oh, well, you've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> My favorite. And then like, uh, is when she says, "My precious boo boo," and Drusilla just mouths the word boo-boo like condescendingly yeah no quite frankly when drew has like those moments of lucidity and says something like uh like she doesn't go into her long rants she's just like really (laughs) (laughs) those are those are gold um and then yeah like but harmony goes on a rant is like don't even think of getting like near and again morticia and Let's talk about all of the Adams family connections in this. Uh, Morticia, obviously, being Morticia Adams from the Adams family. Um, Harmony, uh, played by Mercedes McNabb, showed up in both Adams mm-hmm. family and Adams family values. And Charlize Theron, who she said she would want in her th- the only woman that she would have a threesome with, is the current voice of Morticia Adams yeah. in the animated Adams Family movies, which I only saw the first one wasn't that great, I despite the fact either. that it had a stellar cast. I just, I love that even like it's an accident. Obviously, that movie did not exist at the time, yeah. but still, that's funny. No, I kind of, I love it, <laughs> and I even said like at the end, like is isn't Charlize Theron <laughs> like the. Isn't she the current voice of Morticia Adams? Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, Spike is a dick. I just the, the theme of the episode. Spike is a dick. He does he could have just broken up with Harmony. He didn't have to throw her. Poor Harmony. Feel bad for her. If you told me in seasons two and three I was gonna feel bad for Harmony, I'd be like, no, not likely. Yeah, like Harmony. Harmony's continued presence on this show has been a delight. Oh, I love it so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, Harmony's like, oh, so you're, now that Drusilla's back, you're just gonna dump me, and he's like, not, it's not just she's back. I'm back. Dun, dun, dun. At the Summer's home, Joyce asks Buffy if she did something to lead Spike on, and also, I hate that. Also, Willow's there. Also, Willow's... Don't worry, I'll, I'll get to Willow. I will get to Willow. I know, Willow. oh boy. Yes, Buffy has filled them in, and yeah, Buffy, Joyce asks if she's done I hate. I hate it. 
They don't linger on it. Unfortunately, so it's like... I feel like though that that is a very that is a very two thousands nineties oh, mindset. So much. Um, I feel that unfortunately, um, yeah, like if it's still it, that mindset. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, that mindset is still there. I'd like to think that it's gotten slightly better, um, but yeah, I feel that a lot of parents, especially parents of young women, um, if like their their daughter is like getting a like getting advances from a guy that she doesn't want it's like well what did you do to yeah. um provoke it i'm like fuck off nothing and even if she did doesn't matter i do appreciate that i will say i do appreciate that it, the way joyce phrases it is did you and not what did you it's not as kind of accusatory it is more like looking for information still mm-hmm. not great but like and I do like the buff. He's just like, well, I do beat him up a lot. <laughs> like, um, Ooh, that, that falls into like that bad sort of like, oh, like, I mean, if you pick on each other, that means you like each other. Like, no, you could just yeah. fucking hate each other. Yeah. Um, although in Spike's case, like, I do think Buffy's a little bit onto something there uh-huh. with, with regards to Spike. Um, but Willow is basically just, like, Willow and Joyce are just, where I agree with them are just like, you know, he could become dangerous. Like, like something needs to be done to put an end to this. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you're right. You know what else needs to be put to an end? (laughs) Jason, my friend, my good friend, my dear friend, my best friend. Did you just call me your best friend? Yeah. Aw. That's so sweet. Yeah, what a many. Oh, that sorry. That's, that's less sweet. That was not. It. Sorry, that I realized as I was saying it, I was like, that really just undercut what oh, I was trying to say. Less sweet. And it's not not to undercut. I just don't necessarily believe in the concept of like a best friend. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, um, but oh. yes, I realized the way I said that was very funny and also kind of undercut the nice. Well, I mean, of the like moment. you know, they're like, I don't even consider you a friend anymore. You're your family. Like, oh wow. I, okay, way to show me up. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I I do have like I, I'm very fortunate enough to have a comparatively to a lot of other people that I've met, um, a large group of friends that are, like, so such good friends that I just consider them family yeah. anymore. Like, calling them friends almost seems trite. Trite. And, and you and you and John are in that group. Doing. All right. Willow's wearing the ugliest sweater I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I was saying something, because Willow's worn some really fucking ugly sweaters. <laughs> it's, like, this weird, like beige green you know what's really funny um since you bring up like willow's sweaters i believe allison hannigan on her instagram recently posted a picture of like willow's sweater uh, of a willow sweater of hang on let me try to find it uh while you're finding that let me finish describing this it's this horrid color it's got patches of dogs on it oh my god (laughs) okay well we'll come back to that in a second patches of dogs a weird blue ribbon in a pink scarf. Life sentence. Yeah, the, like life the, sentence. The, the, and it's Alcatraz. Weird. The 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 patches look. The patches could very well just be like paper cutouts of dog t- dogs taped onto oh. the sweater. That's how bad it looks. Okay, that reminds me of back in the day when I worked at Kroger. Um, whenever. UK and U of L played each other in basketball or football. Anytime either of the universities were playing, of the two universities uh, for non 
Kentuckians or non-sports people. That's University of Louisville and University of Kentucky. Very large rivalry. Yeah, huge rivalry. Uh, but anytime uh, you they played each other, uh, we were allowed, instead of our regular uniform, we could wear a Cats or Cards shirt. Well, one of my coworkers took that as an opportunity, this old woman, to come in wearing a sweater uh, or like a sweatshirt with Polaroids of her cats stapled <laughs> to the sweatshirt, like all over. <laughs> and that old woman may be my new favorite person of all oh, time. Oh no, she was horrible. Really? She was a horrible person. Okay. But she made my night that night. Oh. <laughs> she was, I was just like, that is so, and I don't even think she like, was like trying to be clever or anything. I think she was just like, Cats? Okay, I love cats. I have, like, seven of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. You do realize that, like, if you made an Instagram post about that at the time, it probably would have gotten, like, a million likes. <laughs> right. Um, but no, uh, here's the uh, sweater that... It was four days ago, Allison Hannigan posted this on oh her Instagram. Gosh. And it is, um... I'm fairly certain that's a Willow Rosenberg sweater. Oh yeah. Um, That'd be, that looks like season four based on her haircut. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it is the gray, uh, like overall gray woolen sweater with a, a rainbow and two stars on it that are very close to where your boobs are. Yeah, but it's, uh, wow. yeah, and um, the caption that Allison Hannigan gave it was just rainbow and star emoji. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but there's a. Um, there's a great uh, um, BuzzFeed the listicle. Yeah, the ranking of her sweaters. Uh, check it out if you can find it. Uh, but it is very, very spoilery for stuff that hasn't happened yet. Um, but, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this one is... This one's just bad. Oh, so bad. Like, this is, this is the one where, like, you know, you wouldn't go up to a strange person... And say that, like, what you're wearing is, uh, like, excuse me, but ma'am or sir, what you're wearing is very ugly. <laughs> but in this case, you'd probably be really tempted oh to. My gosh. It's like, I don't know, it somehow has fallen under my radar. I had not remembered it, but when I saw it, I was like, that's the worst thing she's ever worn. And what's, what's that, what's with that blue ribbon? What was is she, the blue ribbon? Was she, like, in a relay for something <laughs> <laughs> recently? Oh my gosh. So... Yeah, so Spike, Buffy decided she's going to put an end to this. Uh, not to Willow's sweater, even though she should, she should, she should have been like... Because Willow asks her if she's like, is there anything you can do? I can do. And Buffy's like, actually, yes. What she doesn't say is, first of all, burn that outfit. Never wear it like, again. Please, just take something that I have upstairs. Yeah, anything. Uh, <laughs> if you find a blue cashmere sweater, though, that's mine. <laughs> actually, go take something of Dawn's. <laughs> um... At the bronze, uh, this is where I spotted the other two uh, uh, servers and their their silver getups. Yeah, um, Spike and Drusilla are dancing when they see um, a couple making out up on the balcony. Remember, nothing good happens on the balcony at the bronze. So here's a question: which uh, which band did you like more, uh, the first band or the or the second one? Um, 
you know, I wasn't paying much attention to them. Um, I I actually liked both bands. Um, this uh, the second band has more of like kind of an Alanis Morissette feel to it, mm-hmm. um, while the first band kind of has like more punk sort of Blink One Eighty Two feeling to it. So I feel like I would go with the first band as like my overall choice because I just enjoy that type of music. But I think you got both, and this um like this second band's music goes perfectly well with these slow motion yeah um like shots of drew and spike yeah i wasn't really thinking about the music itself like if i liked it or not but i did notice that i was like really vibing with how the music interacted with the scene in this one in particular uh the first band is uh called devix playing a song called key um and the second band is called summer camp sing us playing a song called play it by ear um not familiar with either of those bands uh but yeah they go up and uh drusilla murders both of these people very brutally she snaps their necks uh she tosses the the woman over to to spike and she feed and they they start feeding um it's very sexual um particularly drusilla she's like stroking um the 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 guy's like chest Um, and um but spike is hesitant uh, he doesn't immediately vamp out, but um, there is like a moment when, like Drizzle's just flat out staring at him, and that's when he vamps out and goes for the neck and drinks and is like aggressive, which makes sense. It's the first time he's been able to drink human blood from the vein from the vein in over a year at this point. So, um, um, yeah, it it um, it's a cool scene. Um, back at uh, Spike's Crypt Buffy arrives to deal with this situation where she finds a shrine to her well she finds the uh, the the dummy the dummy the mannequin yeah the mannequin that Spike had been using to like both hit and practice offering the chocolates to oh my god remember Remember when we did um, Triangle and Grace was just like, what a toxic man. <laughs> we should have had her on this episode <laughs> as well. Yeah, this is, this is super toxic. Oh. Um, and, and she sees like the like the wall of pictures of her. And that's, um, that's gross, man. It's so gross. It's so gross. Some of them are clearly publicity shots for the show. Like there's a... There's a picture, one of them, it's like one at the very top, is a picture of her in um, the lecture hall at Sunnydale, uh, UC Sunnydale. And um, and it's from like five feet away. It's like, <laughs> how did Spike get that? Who took that picture and how did Spike get it? it did Willow... Listen, Spike very much supports Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I, so this is my, okay... This is my headcanon. It was the first day at UC Sunnydale. Willow was fucking stoked. She had her camera with her. And she was taking pictures of everything. And she was like, Buffy, Buffy, you're sitting in the lecture hall of our first class. I have to get a picture of you. Um, but Willow, and Buffy's like, okay, Willow, fine. Because, you know, they're best buds. And mm-hmm. Willow's a little, you know, little hyperactive in some ways. But Buffy loves her and supports her. And Willow was, like, stoked. She was fucking stoked. You know she was taking pictures everywhere she could. So, and then she got it developed. She was like, oh, Buffy, this is a really good one of you 
in 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 Professor Walsh's class, and this was before they knew Professor Walsh was evil. So Buffy's like, well, Buffy's like, okay, whatever. But you know, she wants to make Willow happy, so she keeps it and she puts it in a drawer where Spike comes upon it while he's stealing her shit. That's that is my headcanon for why that photo is there. Bad headcanon. <laughs> um, sorry to spend so much time on one photo that's near like the top of the screen and kind of out of focus. But yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, Buffy gets a look at the creep collage and Ooh, then, I like uh, that. And then uh, as she's coming up, uh, she sees Spike there, and Spike's just like, "Oh, see anything you like?" She's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, this needs to stop. And, uh, but she gets tased by Drusilla. Hot. <laughs> who, the, who then, Drusilla, gets tased by Spike. Not hot. <laughs> yeah, you know, girl on girl tasing, that's where it's <laughs> Listen, I just like my girl power. Even if it's a villain shocking our hero. <laughs> Still girl power. Uh, Buffy wakes up. And, um, you know, as bad as the situation is, it could have been a lot worse. Like, at least Buffy still had her clothes on. And, yeah. And, like, you know, she was in... She she just had her hands... Sh- I don't know. I'm trying to make... I'm trying to bring no. something positive out of this. She is cool as a fucking cucumber. She, she really is. I, I was so impressed with her. I mean, I'm always impressed with I think, her, but... I think at this point, though, she's gone from, like, revulsion of... Housewife feels about her to just so over it. Yeah, like She's so over it, and it, it's like uh, she finds him pathetic without pitying him. Yes, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's just this disdain. Yeah. So um, she's chained up. Drusilla is tied up, and um, this is Spike's brilliant plan. He's going to stake Drusilla to prove his love to Buffy. Which Buffy rightly is just like, okay, kill her. I don't give a shit. Like, one if, less vampire for me to kill. But but if she doesn't say that there's anything between the two of them, like if she doesn't acknowledge like a spark or anything, anything to give Spike hope, then he's going to untie Drusilla and let her eat Buffy, which Drusilla's like, I like that game. <laughs> Drusilla's like, yes. <laughs> um, it's, it is so fucked up. Um, yeah. But like, this is all working for me from just a narrative standpoint. And like, like I'm glad you said from a narrative yeah, standpoint. Yeah. No, but it's like, it's so... I, I it's I don't I don't know how to describe it because it's like it feels like if Spike were desperate for Buffy's approval, this is how he would go about yes. it, and like this is how Spike would go about it because there's so many times that people just refer to like oh because both Dawn and Spike both bring up how like oh you say so you've never had feelings for me but you had feelings for Angel and Buffy says like Angel is different. Angel would never do this. Um, Angelus would do something probably a lot more twisted. Yeah. Uh, definitely with, like, blood being involved some way. Um, chainsaws probably as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, this is something that feels like, oh, yeah. This is clearly somebody who just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to do. see how Spike... 
from Spike's perspective, this is all totally rational. Yeah. Like, this all is, like, completely reasonable behavior from his perspective. He doesn't even have, like, the capacity to understand. Um, and, like, yeah, to him, killing Drusilla for Buffy is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he describes it, you know, they spent 100 years together. Like, she made him. Um, the so, face of his salvation. Yeah. Oh, I loved that line. Um, but, yeah, to Buffy, it's just, like fucking kill her i was gonna try to kill her like she's really evil she killed kendra um so um one of my favorite things one of my it's one of my favorite lines of the entire series one of my favorite lines in this episode buffy says like you can't even love you don't have a soul and drusilla says oh we can love Quite well, actually, if not wisely. Always really loved that line. Yeah. Um, uh, and I just really love the way Drew, uh, well, Juliet Landau delivers it. And... Also, like, it um, it does kind of, uh, it does kind of, like, bring a little more of vampire lore into mm-hmm. light. Because it does show that, like, vampires are capable of love. So, like, what Spike is feeling is legitimate. Um, or not like not not well not well utilized but it is oh like, yeah his feelings it, are yeah, real his feelings are real it's his actions um, that are the problem <laughs> yeah so i'm sure you could have like a kind of philosophical debate on like oh is love connected to the soul apparently uh, i don't know but yeah. i don't know if that's a philosophical discussion you want to have right now or what i mean i think what a soul is generally is a very broad concept and yeah. then especially in this show where it's like okay but what is a soul exactly yeah but you you look very <laughs> eager to get to harmony uh <laughs> i don't know i just want to I, I i mean yes but i will say we've seen vampires i mean spike and drusilla back in season two they're totally devoted to one another yeah so it's like um yeah i i just i really liked that um don't like the situation we're in uh but uh but yeah he's he's goes on this fucking rant where he's like you fucking bitches literally calls them bitches i'm not even exaggerating that way he's like what do i have to do my friend what you have to do is go see a therapist you are the problem here yeah Uh, you you sort of realize that this never occurred to spike that he was the problem never once did he take even a second to to look inward um, and really self-evaluate. And I wish I could say this is the worst thing that he does yeah, in, this, let's, in the series. Let's not but, even uh, go there yet. We've got some time. <laughs> so that's when he gets shot with a crossbow by Harmony. And um, she, we get this great fight. And she also hits him over the head with it. Um, it's really funny because... Uh, He's like, oh god, really? He's like, did you forget about me again, yeah. Spike? The actual girlfriend. <laughs> so we get this fight between Spike and Harmony. I'm very impressed with how Harmony handles herself, handles herself in this fight. Like, she loses, but she puts up a damn good fight. Drusilla um, is able to get out of her bonds and decides to go for Buffy. Yeah. And Buffy, like, holds her own. Even though even she's the, still the, chained yeah, up. Yeah, even though, like, her arms are chained up. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then Spike, when Spike sees that Drusilla is going after Buffy, he goes after her, uh, and releases Buffy. 
Drusilla's like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going back to LA. And uh, Harmony's also like, fuck this. I'm out. And she's like, you're never going to see this again. Unless we like happen to bump into each other. But it'll be me walking away from you. <laughs> so like, I think I'm trying to, did she like motion to herself? I thought she was specifically motioning to her butt. Oh, she definitely was motioning yeah, towards her which, ass. Which what she should have said was like, take a good look, Spike, because this is the last time you are going to see it. That's what she should have said. She should have stuck with it. But honestly, Harmony, the very Harmony thing to do would just be like, yeah, well, I'm going now. Yeah. Backwards. Backwards. <laughs> And uh, Spike looks at Buff and he's like, well, what a day, am I right? <laughs> and then he gets punched right in the face. And, um, and then follows her back to her house. Spike, bro. Literally, Buffy's like, what part of me punching you in the face? He's like, oh, Did it's a fight. It's not our first fight. I'm like, stop it. Stop doing this. Stop. And this is where I'm just like, I actually find it, it's narratively what has to happen, but I find it unbelievable that, uh, that Buffy didn't stake Spike then and there. Um, I think the last time we kind of, that I remember us really feeling that way was out of my mind after he took the doctor hostage. But in that moment, Spike and Harmony, like, were able to get away because Buffy was focused on Riley having like a heart attack or whatever. Yeah. So there was like a reason why it didn't happen in the moment. But so here I just have a hard time buying it. My only, my headcanon for talking about headcanon this episode is, um, I think that at this point Buffy has become so disgusted with Spike that she kind of wants to see him suffer. Like she okay. wanted to see, the look on his face when she was able to walk into the house, but he couldn't because okay. Willow has done a de-invitation spell and Spike can no longer just traipse right into the the Summer's household and take Buffy's underwear and sweaters. Yeah. Good. And pictures that Willow's taken of her. Yeah. Um, I really do love this moment when... It's reminiscent of when she does the same thing to Angelus. Mm -hmm. um, but when she does it to Angelus, she gets like a badass one-liner. She gets to say, sorry, change the locks. Boom. Here she doesn't even say anything. She just, and she's just so cold. The way she looks at him is so cold. And Which kind of like gives a little more credence to my theory. Like, yeah, she could, she could stake Spike um in this moment but i yeah. think what she really wants to do is just kind of see him suffer yeah no i i can i can totally buy that um which I may not be the it. best which may not be the best look on buffy but um i i, I i'm I, not gonna i'm not gonna begrudge her anything yeah she, she's gone through <laughs> yeah i was just like fuck. man let him suffer um and yeah that's the end i just i love how cold she is because it is just like yes the one-liner when she does it with angelus is a badass and it's awesome but it's also like I don't I don't know. There's something It makes sense for the one liner to happen with Angelus because Angelus was like the big bad. Yeah. Like Spike's not even worth a one liner. Exactly. Yeah, he's not even worth it. Which um, Buffy has already said like You're beneath me. You're beneath me, yeah. Um Yeah. I that's crush. It's just a little crush. 
Not like I faint every time we touch. It's just this little thing. Trying to try to find a way, cause I know this crush ain't going away. You went to a totally different song than what I was doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nice. Cause I didn't really know the song that uh, uh, you were doing. Jennifer Page, I think. Okay. So it's like like a pop song from the nineties. Um, I went with uh, David Archuleta's first single. Nice. All right, crush. What do you think, Jason? Um. Yeah. Like. A lot of cringeworthy moments, but that kind of is like the point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I uh, I love all three scenes that have harmony in it because she just like continues to steal almost every scene mm-hmm. that she's in. Um, I love the brief yet fun return of Drusilla, and I love that like all this Spike subtext is now finally text. Yeah. At least for Buffy. And, um, it is kind of a, it is an interesting choice that, um, Spike, in spite of the fact that Buffy doesn't really have any feelings for him, he's still, like, doing his best to be good, um, for the first half of this episode, and, like, you can see that actual, like, kind of bond between him and Dawn, mm-hmm. um, you can see him, like, all these attempts of him trying to be good, and... Um, how that can all just kind of like fall apart um, into what happened in the second half of this episode. Um, yeah, like and like you said, it all feels very apropos with Spike's character. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna give this three and a half corpses on the bronze balcony out of five. Nice. Yeah, I agree with you. I um, I especially like how, like you said, yeah, he's trying to do good. He's trying to do good in the first half of the episode and in previous episodes. Um, he's even got, and, like, his good boy clothes on. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as he goes out with Drusilla, he's wearing the black shirt again, like yeah. his classic look. And it's like that in the discussion, though, that Tara, Buffy, and Willow were having, everything he's doing is selfish. Mm-hmm. And... The second he's not rewarded for doing the bare minimum, he's, he, yeah, he just fucking loses it. Yep. And, um, and yeah, and it feels, all feels very in character. Um, and, um, I, I was like going in, I was a little like, how, how does this play out? Am I, is it going to be like. Is, it's, I know, like, this is going to be fucked up, but is it going to be fucked up in the wrong way? And I don't think it is. I think it... Um, because it feels to me like Buffy, despite being in a really vulnerable position, is never... She never once loses her power or autonomy in, in this, like, sequence Yeah. here at the end. Well, like you said, she plays it, like, so cool. Like, she's never... She doesn't feel threatened... Oh yeah, the slightest. Um, maybe a little bit when Drusilla is like trying to come at her while her arms are still chained up, but I mean she's still able to hold her own. Yeah, I mean Drusilla is the only one there who's an actual threat to her. <laughs> like Spike literally can't hurt her. Um, and while Drusilla is chained up, she's also not a threat. Um, and and I love how the second that Spike is distracted by Harmony, Buffy starts trying to yank those chains out of the out of the wall. She. Yeah is not successful but um yeah I, I yeah i like this episode i love the return of drusilla i love 
like you said, all of Harmony's scenes are great, but I particularly love that Harmony and Drusilla get to interact because they're just so fucking different. <laughs> um, and I think Juliet Landau and uh, Mercedes McNabb just, they, they do a really good job of having these totally, totally different energies that clash in just the right way. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think this is also a three and a half for me. Uh, three and a half um, uh, lies about the goings-on at Joyce's gallery. <laughs> we know what you're up to. We know, Joyce. <laughs> Fucking liar. All right. Any final thoughts before we leave this one? Not really. Just um, if she says no, that means no. Yeah. Don't chain a girl up and threaten to have your ex-girlfriend kill her. Or threaten to kill your ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Don't uh, do it. It's bad. Yeah, no, like, I, I can't imagine a scenario where that works. Like, and, <laughs> and this is me, this is me being very much aware that I try not to kink shame on this, but that is, that's a bridge too far. The only scenario this is okay is that if you, your ex, and the girl you're trying to get with are all big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans who particularly like this episode, decide to do some role-playing and reenact the sequence. And that's only if all three members are, are in on it and okay with it. That's, that's, the, that's it. That's the acceptable time to do this. Hold on, I'm going to call some people. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, but something tells me that um, you would probably want to be the harmony in this scene. Ooh. Ooh, gosh. Because then you get to hold the crossbow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm... I'm... You get to point to your butt, and then, uh... Okay, you are making a lot of good points. <laughs> I was, like, oscillating between being the Harmony and being the Drusilla, but... I feel like Drusilla's best lines aren't in this scene. No. Nah. With so... the exception of her line about love. Yeah. Um, so... All right. Take us out. All righty, then. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel Season 2, Episode 14, The Thin Deadline. I <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yummyj 357 and on Twitter at just plain old yummyj. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out in all of those instances. A and D. And please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah. And each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we are highlighting Connections for Abused Women and Children. Connections for Abused Women and, Child and Their Children. Uh, also known as CAWC, is a 501c3 designated nonprofit organization staffed by a team of multicultural bilingual, pro bilingual professionals, volunteers, student interns, and governed by a volunteer member board of directors who represent a variety of business and community interests. Oh gosh, I should have read through that. That's so boring. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey man, as long as they're doing good work, yeah. it's, it's good. Uh, visit www.cawc.org for more information. And as always, go slay and be gay. Bye. Bye. Don't tie people up unless they consent to it. <laughs>